0: Every day this week at one o'clock, we're going to take back Canada. Yesterday, how many billions are we spending to put our prime minister on the cover of the Rolling Stones versus covering the needs of Canada? Tomorrow, I'm going to go after why are we putting small businesses in a vice where the Ontario government and the federal government is trying to squeeze the last bit of life. But today, I want to talk to you something else. I want to talk to you about productivity. And to set the tone, I just want you to imagine, for example, that you're on a ship and it sinks. There's three lifeboats. All end up on the same island. Each has the same technology, the same supplies. Two of the lifeboats have a mixed match of people, but they have no leadership. They really have a, a mess of skills. The other one has a leader, and a boat is filled with people who have survival instincts. People that can improve upon their circumstances. Which boat do you want to be on? It's an obvious question. I want to be with a boat that every seat is taking with people that can contribute to our future. If that was your company, what company do you want to work with? The one with leaders and talented and capable people? Or the other two that are rudderless rudderless and with marginal workers? Is a country any different? So here's our shipwreck, and I'm not being dramatic, I'm not being exaggerating. This is what's in front of us. There's powerful and relentless forces of change that are tearing at the very foundation of our economy. It's a consumer-driven economy. Now, these changes are not the result of an economic downturn. They're not acts of God. They're not even Donald Trump foaming in a mouth like a rabid dog. They're the product of human ingenuity. Humans have become exceptional at creating stuff. We're very good at making things. We have an abundance of stuff out there, but we're running out of runway and debt to foster demand. There's too much supply and not enough demand. And if you think that world is cluttered now, wait to 3D printing, automation, artificial intelligence, and affordable alternative energy come into play. Our surplus will grow exponentially. Like a fire hose spraying every store shelf, every screen, 50,000 messages a day coming at you. It'll be like drinking from a fire hose, and no one can drink from a fire hose. Technology is going to flatten product life cycles and competitive advantages. What you have to offer will be auctioned and priced at the speed of life. Every sector, most jobs, and entire economies are vulnerable to people that are faster, better, and cheaper. Labor, we're already seen as being jettisoned and marginalized. Culture sacrificed as those left standing are asked and demanded to do more with less. Yet what do our governments do? They get bloated. They they hold on to this gas. They continue to panhandle to entitled voters to stay in power. And how do they deliver on these promises? They borrow more, they tax more, and lay the more on the backs of future generations. Is is this a dystopia? Am I telling you something that, am I exaggerating? No, this is reality. So what can be done? Well, the answer isn't easy, but something has to give. If you acted like that as an individual, or as a business, or as a country, you wouldn't survive. You'd be flattened by these forces of change. The only thing we need to focus on in this country, and it's urgent and it's paramount, is productivity. We have to become more productive as a Canadian society. Productive people are sought after in business. Productive businesses win. And productive economies are the ones where growth happens. And the countries that embrace productivity, doing more with less, getting faster, better, more efficient, are the ones that win globally. I'm sorry this is a survival of the fittest world. I wish we could wave a magic wand and everybody would get what they want, but it's about who has the instincts to win. This isn't rhetoric, it's math. In a world where there's too much supply and not enough demand, it's survival of the fittest. There's no middle ground, no status quo. Even if you think you're in the public service and you can hide, you're dependent on taxpayers continuing to pay that salary. We've either got to make it happen by becoming more productive as a country, or wonder what happened as we get passed by. And the only way to do that is with talent, technology, and a culture that works together. So let's look at Canada, how productive we are. It's the, pr- productivity is the single most determinant of a country's per capita income. When we grow our per capita income, we grow our standard of living. We can afford more social programs. Countries that are innovative, that stay at the ebb, that bring in new technologies and new approaches, that are willing to get rid of the old ways of doing business, old ways of educating people are the ones to succeed because they employ more, they export more, they do more. So how are we doing as Canadians and Canadian business? Horribly. The chronic productivity gap between Canada and the U.S. is widening. According to the Business Development Bank of Canada, it has serious negative implications. We're far less productive than we've ever been with the U.S. In fact, every worker in Canada, we only generate 73% of what a U.S. worker does. We're only 75% as good, as productive as Americans and many other countries around the world. And that's down from from 90% in the 80s. So how do we protect the standard of living? Tony, if you're telling me the truth, we need to be productive to keep our standard of living. What are we doing? We're hoping for a $100 barrel of oil. We're hoping that people are going to buy our natural resources, and when that fails, we just borrow money. And you know what else we do? We discount our dollars so that we're competitive. We can't produce it as good as Americans, so we'll, we'll create a third-world currency and, and, and price it that way. It, 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 you couldn't be in business. You couldn't be an individual to stay in business, but as Canadian government, we want to keep moving that way. So we need to raise our productivity. How do we do that? Attract and grow the best talent. Provide a climate where ingenuity can take over. Our educational system is broke. I want people coming out of school inspired, collaborative, hungry, ready to do business. This concept of tenured professors. Concept of we've always done it that way. Protecting the unions versus putting our efforts and investment in front of kids. Gamification and technology. And immigration. If Canada's this country that's the best place to live, every study I read we're the best place to live, then I want an immigration strategy that leverages this brand. Because if I'm number one, I want to play that card like I'm number one. I want to be down in San Francisco, I want to be in Mumbai, I want to be in Shanghai, I want to be all over the world identifying the top talent. The people that have got hunger, People have got capital access and contacts. And I say, I want you to come to Canada and join forces with our homegrown talent. Talent that's now going to be organized because the private sector, academic sector, and universities are going to work to produce a new economy. And together we can make it happen. I want to go down to the states where all these people are disenfranchised with Donald Trump and say, you want a citizenship in Canada? You've proven you can build a business. You've proven you can hire people. You've proven you can hire $100,000 plus coders. Purposeful jobs come up the counter. Talent is our lifeblood. And this is the only way we're going to succeed is through our productivity. To throw out, unleash the shackles, get rid of the taxes, the bureaucracy, jackhammer off the cement that is killing our country, and focus on making Canada great again. Take advantage of what we have to build what we need to go in the future. It's Tony Chapman, I'm in for Jim Richards. I just went unleashed. I said, we got to take back Canada. I want an education strategy that puts homegrown talent at the top of the game. I want them coming out. I want to get rid of those dropout rates. I want science, technology. I want inspiration, passion, collaboration. I want an immigration strategy. I want an immigration strategy that says, you want to come to our country? I want the best of the best, but I want to make sure you speak English or French. I want to make sure you have our values. I'm not willing to compromise for you. This is Canada. This is who we are. This is why we're the greatest country in the world, and this is what we're going to do and build together. But to do so, I need your help. I need you to start calling 416-872-1010. Text me at 71010. The phone boards are lit up. You won't. Your texts won't be read. And... I want you to start, go to our Facebook page, go to our website, go to my Twitter page, click on the link, call, get to your member of parliament and say this madness has to stop. Stop spending billions of dollars, stop but, 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 can't be, Stop fooling around, start focusing on education. Start focus. I don't care about the unions. I don't care about that's the way it's done. I don't care about tenured professors and out-of-date textbooks. What I care about is the next generation taking care of me when I retire. What I care about is the next generation's heart beating and getting excited. Marco, what do you think on this? Are, are, are you saying only white people that speak English should come to this country like Donald Trump is saying? No, I didn't say that, and you didn't hear that. But no, I'll but tell you, you don't, don't down me, down let me let me finish. I don't care what ethnicity you are. The only thing I care about is that you can contribute to my society, and you have a much better chance contributing to my society with the command of the English language. By the way, around the world, it's the language of business. And number two, I want you to come here and have and have an a, Hold up the moral codes and values of our country. It is not you your know, job to come and change my country. It's your job to come and contribute and build to it. And that's not you know, racism. That's smart business. No, no, no. That's purely, wholly, solely Donald Trump racism. That's you not Donald Trump as a, as a moron, a buffoon that frosted his mouth and talks about... Uh, uh, is, is, I, have, I don't care where you come from in this world. I just want you to look me in the eye and say, I I am honored to be in Canada. I, I am honored to be working and living and breathing in Canada, to be in a country that has 100 years of fresh water and resources. I will do my part to build this country, contribute, add value to this country, and I will do nothing to tear it apart. And that's all I'm asking for. I don't care where you come from. But do not talk to me about being racist. That is smart business. When you've got a great brand, you uphold the brand, you don't dilute it. Thanks for your call. Phil, what do you have to say? I completely agree with everything you're saying, and this is why Canada is in real trouble with Justin Trudeau at the helm. We've got a prime minister who doesn't understand the concept of productivity. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He's got billionaires pandering to him. He has no idea what the common man goes through. We're doomed if we get another... With this, with this idiot, this pandering moron at the helm. Appreciate the call, Adam. Somebody wrote in and said, you know, I know foreign-trained doctors mopping floors. That is wrong. I've sat and I talked, I get into taxi grabs, and I talk to these guys, and they're coming in, and they have chemical engineers they've come from Pakistan. They have so much to offer this country, and we don't let them in because we're protecting. I don't want to, prec- I want to unleash. I want to j- jackhammer the, the, the bureaucracy and BS away. If you've got talent, we want you. Our doors are open is the mentality that we need to have versus come in, we promise you, and you get in there and suddenly you're finding us. How do you feel if you, if you came to, to raise your family in Canada and you came and you used to be a chemist in your home country and you come here and we don't let you and you have to be a janitor? Is that, what, is that what we're inviting into Canada? That's not an immigration strategy. That is immigration nonsense. Create a strategy where we track the best and give them the best chance to succeed. Adam, what do you have to say? Okay, so I'm an econometrician. And it's a very nice speech, but uh, unfortunately, Canada will never be more competitive than the United States because we don't own our company, our country. All the competitive parts of the business are shipped to the R&D parts of American corporations. Um, and yesterday when you were talking about borrowing, you were completely wrong and I didn't get through, but we'll go on that one other day. But let me Maybe tell you something, Adam, where you're talking to me in your academic voice and I appreciate it. But in yeah. today's world, we're no longer tethered to big cities. We no longer need shipping routes. We need access to the cloud. So yeah, to, do to do our own R&D, to do our own innovation, to do the solar- The is controlled by large corporations which control R&D money and they're located in the Silicon Valley of the United States. Well the Silicon so Valley of the United States can become- Let me finish. Let me, yeah. fi- let me have a conversation with okay. you. The Silicon Valley, what I'm seeing at incubators, I've seen some of the top venture capital companies come up and set up in Waterloo because they could get access to talent. It's starting to happen. Solar panel technology. Nope. Uh, we're seeing, uh, now, where does ter- it eventually end up? Well, it doesn't have to be. If we had a strategy as a company, as a country, that says these are the industries we're going to build and invest in and have exportable technology, I'll tell you something. You're going to go, I'm against cannabis legalization, but if we're going to do it, let's make sure we're creating brands and technologies that when those borders open up in the United States, it brings an export industry for Canada. Thanks for your call. What I want to hear from you, 416-872-1010. Am I being dramatic? And people go, you know, by the way, they say, take back Canada sounds like a racist slogan, like make America great. Make America great didn't have to be a a racist slogan. It didn't have to be, we're going to shut our borders. It didn't have to be about, we're only going to buy America. It's about building the best that you have. Taking advantage of what you have as a country and building upon it. Don't dilute it, build from it. Right, It's the same thing as you want for your kids. You want to better them. You want them to improve. Same thing you want in life. It's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. We want to get better. Tim, what do you have to say? Yeah, my neighbor's down the street. They are Hindu, I believe. They're from India. She's a carpenter. Very, very, very good at it. And she's a chartered accountant. They've been here about nine years, and they've contributed since day one since they got here. They are the best of the best, best from what I could see. From what they what, what they say they can do, they're doing. I love that. That's what that you know. We were, potato farmers, a terrible famine in Ireland, brought farmers over and created a great agricultural economy for us. Eastern Europe I'd sadly had to leave their place. They came over, and those engineers helped us become part of the industrial revolution. Information technology people are coming. This is a great country to work in. It's it's a knowledge economy coming forward. We can no longer be hewers of wood and pumpers of oil. It doesn't work. Thanks for your calls on that. You know we're going to keep coming back to this tomorrow. It's about small business.